Oxo AI is, some, is something we created, which is a group of folks who came together by a background in technology, healthcare, and AI. Your nurses, your physicians, your, 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 your key caregivers are spending a lot of time doing research, looking for information, or summarizing information versus doing what they are best trained to do. That's kind of the problem we are trying to solve, is what we call a nurse co-pilot for prior authorization. Hello everyone, welcome to one more episode of Unlocking the AI Advantage podcast. And this is your host, Ramesh Danta with theaientrepreneurs.com. So as you've been traveling with us in this podcasting journey, so you are noticing that we want to document the journey of the technologies, AI technologies, the journey of AI founders, and the companies who are also evolving, adjusting along uh, with AI and uh, different use cases. So last episode, we covered the generative AI, right? A practical guide to generative AI because that has taken the world by storm. And what are the use cases and how people can take advantage of generative AI in various domains, various use cases. That's what we covered. So one of the areas I'm always fascinated is to understand, you know, the startups, what are the technologies, what are the applications they are thinking of right now, and uh, what do they think, uh, you know, how they're going to solve these problems, and then come back to them in a few months' time, how actually they, you know, have done or doing at that point of time, okay? And as they, you know, the startups go through this journey, one of the things they have to do is actually, uh, I don't want to say I have to, but most of them end up doing is try to participate in these pitching competitions or innovation challenges. So that way they could be known by investors and they expand their network. They get to uh, meet other stakeholders in the ecosystem. So that is what I've seen the startups do with startup founders. They enter themselves uh, in these innovation challenges and then participate in these pitching uh, competitions. And if they get picked, that's great. And of course, if they win, uh, it's, it's a, uh, some of the funding that may come through them is non-dilutive in the sense they don't have to give any stake uh, in the company to, uh, to get that funding, okay? So today, we're going to cover a startup which is getting ready to participate in a pitch uh, in a couple of days. So they've been gracious enough to come to us first and then pitch to us uh, and then, of course, we're going to give some feedback to their pitch uh, during this episode. And then afterwards, in two days, they're going to actually go pitch. So we will come back to their startup and the founders at a later point of time to see how they have done it. So it's a little different episode where we will actually go through the company's pitch as if I mean, as they are going to pitch in a pitching competition. Right? This competition is going to take place in the Bay Area, in California, in the United States. And uh, so they're getting ready. So without much ado, I do not want to introduce the company. I do not want to introduce the founder before we actually start talking to the company and the founder. Okay. So with that, now let's jump into the actual pitch of the startup. And then towards the end, I'll come back and summarize what we have learned. All right, let's go. Hello, everyone. Um, as I mentioned uh, in the beginning, 
that today we're going to do our podcast uh, episode a little differently. Okay. Uh, I'm going to invite uh, a good friend of mine uh, who has a new startup. And uh, so his name is Amresh Tripathi and his company's name is Oxo AI. So today uh, we are going to uh, let him pitch his startup to us. So in two days, he is going to do a pitch at a invite only uh, innovation challenge uh, in the Bay Area. So he graciously agreed to do a trial run with us even before the competition. So today, uh, what Amrish is going to do is take initial, you know, five minutes or so to pitch his startup to us as if he's pitching to the judges and the investors who are going to be there in two days. There. So with that, Amrish, welcome. Thank you so much, Ramesh. Always great to meet you and talk to yeah, you. Yeah, excellent, excellent, Ramesh. It's always uh, fun to talk to you. So with that, um, so we are not going to do any introductions, like no. a typical episode, but I'm going to let you, as if now you have the floor, take the next uh, whatever minutes you need to go pitch um, your startup and then your role in it. So Oxo AI is, some, is something we created, which is a group of folks who came together by a background in technology, healthcare, and AI. So that's that's kind of the company we've created. Uh, and the reason to kind of create is how do you make AI real in enterprise? And to make the AI real in enterprise, we have this fundamental belief that it is about how do you enhance a person's or can create AI companions for people, which we call co-pilots, right? At the at a functional level. Uh, so that's what we have that's what we've been doing. We've built a platform called Damia, which essentially allows us to build these business co-pilots in a very, uh, very, very fast way and deploy them so that you can enhance, basically make your uh, uh, make, make your heroes superheroes, your your key roles in heroes of superheroes. We are focused very heavily and initially on healthcare. If you really think about it, it's a trillion dollars of healthcare uh, spend that actually happens. A big chunk of that actually happens because folks are spending, your nurses, your physicians, your, 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 your caregivers are spending a lot of time uh, doing research, looking for information, or summarizing information versus doing what they are best trained to do, right? And that's kind of the problem we are trying to solve for with these co-pilots. The co-pilot we are kind of uh, talking about today is what we call a nurse co-pilot for prior authorization. This is Damia prior authorization, which is the nurse co-pilot. If you if you really step back, what is a prior authorization? If you have something, you go you you have an insurance, you go to a doctor, uh, and uh, you need an MRI or something a little bit more complicated. Uh, there is a, the doctor has to essentially check with your insurance company. Hey, is this kind of covered? And this is why I'm asking you to do it. It's a very expensive process. So this will prior authorization. Like one single uh, doctor's office, sometimes there's around 50 prior authorizations a week, right? So think about the stats. Think about the nurses that kind of spend the time to kind of figure out what insurance do you have? What coverage do, that, that does it mean? What is the necessity, medical necessity that you have? Sending information back and forth. And what does that do? It does basically one of two things. Most of the prior authorizations actually do get accepted, uh, but it takes like a few days. That is basically friction. You're not getting the care till you get that. And on the other side, uh, the, the time and energy that is being spent on doing administrative work around this versus actually solving your problems. That, that's the second challenge. So what does this copilot do? 
Uh, the Copilot here actually does basically three things, right? Uh, and obviously, we can't, we're not showing a demo or a video, which we will do in a couple of days. But it basically does three things. One is it fundamentally looks at depending on your in insurance, depending on your particular plan, uh, is like, let's say you want to go do an MRI. Do you need a prior authorization for that particular procedure? It checks that. And just think about like different plans, different things. It's all kind of uh, very complicated to get up. All these have different rules, but you have to go and check that. And it can, it can automatically check that. That's number one. Second is, once it's checked, it actually guides the nurse saying, hey, here are the documents that you should put in. Let's say you have an you have an anthem or you have a United Healthcare plan. Here are the three documents they should put. That will that increases the chances that it will get uh, it will get approved much faster, or it will get approved without any questions. Right? So there's no back and forth. There's a essentially a machine learning algorithm that allows us to kind of go and do that. That's that's what we do. Kind of look at that. Right? The third one, which is actually the hardest part uh, in in all these things, is there is something called a letter of medical necessity, uh, which is essentially you have to say, hey, I am, I'm, I, I need an MRI for Amaresh because he has these factors. This is what I did already. And and by medical research, here is my proof points of this is how what a care should be given. So you actually have to put a letter together to just, it's a justification letter, right? That's where we are using generative AI to kind of, in, a, in an automated way, create a letter of medical necessity and then integrate the whole system with your EPIC and EMR system so that you know, if you need an X-ray or if you need some diagnosis go, if you need some doctor's notes, you can attach all of that. And then in an automated way, send it to the portal of the player. Right? That's basically what a nurse co-pilot does. And it basically takes away essentially a 30, 40 minute process to a two, three minute process. That's basically, that's, that's kind of the time it spends. And obviously the other, other benefit is the faster approvals, uh, more productivity, but better patient care. And actually it helps the payers also because payers also don't want to spend time going back and forth. It's actually more efficient for payers to know, okay, this is the right thing that is done. So it actually removes the cost as well as improve the care quality throughout the process. And that's kind of, the, that's kind of our core pitch. Uh, and the other piece of it is we realize, I mean, yes, this is like one piece of the technology and platform that does that, but it's actually we do it in an ecosystem because there are a few things that I think are key in healthcare. You don't want to reinvent things that are already there. So we already have partnership with a, uh, a, a, a partner who is who has all the Epic integrations built in so that we are not kind of recreating that. We are leveraging their, their uh, integrations. We already we are, we are piloting it with... Uh, while the UC health systems uh, and we are testing it out with that. Uh, so we are actually getting real data and real uh, input from that. And then finally, we are talking to one of the largest healthcare distributors in the country to see if we, if they can, they are interested in taking this and distributing it to their uh, uh, the doctor network. So we are actually the GTM partnership, the go-to-market partnership, we are kind of participating with them. So we are working the entire ecosystem we're going to make it real and fast and scale it uh, the right way with the right technology and appropriate That's That's basically what uh, the Dhamia prior authorization is about. Thank you, Amresh. So we went through the entire pitch in about seven and a half minutes, something like that, seven minutes or so. So this is, um, again, to the audience who is listening or watching. So this is how a pitch works. So Amresh went through the entire pitch 
and in between you might have some demos uh, depending on the time given. Um, but let me replay. I have not heard uh, your pitch until now. Okay. Yes. So just like an audience, I just want to go through what you mentioned. Okay. I took some notes while going through and then I will play it back. So you talked about a problem, right? Which is uh, research, uh, the nurse prior authorization, 50 prior authorization. So you laid out the groundwork. So he said, hey, they, they, they spend a lot of time in doing the research to the prior authorization. That is a problem that you're trying to solve. And then you talked about your solution, right? So three components of solution is that it does the assessment, uh, it guides the nurses, and it does a letter of medical necessity, right? So you talked about, so there's another component in your pitch was the solutions, and you talked about your benefits, faster approvals, less time for the nurses, and it also helps the payers uh, so that, right? So that's the core component of a pitch. And then towards the end, you talked about the traction that you are having, right? So the traction is, hey, we're doing a pilot with the UC Health System. So if I were a judge, I said, okay, fine. So you, you, uh, you went through all the components. Then now the second half of this interview is going to be the questions, unanswered questions that I have in my mind. It's uh, yes, so sir. asking, um, you know, uh, to understand if I'm an investor, whether I want to invest in your company or if I am a judge, I want to know if you made a traction. Okay. So then the questions yeah. will be um, uh, this, right? It's number one. Is it a pre-revenue or a post-revenue? Yeah, we have, we have revenue. We have revenue uh, from, from the company has revenue. We are working, but this particular solution is still in the pilot stage. So overall, there are other co-pilots that we are working on. Which which is which are generating revenue. There are a couple of sales co-pilots in different places, but yeah, but this particular solution is 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 still. So you have uh, some uh, revenue coming, so that is good. So that's one. Um, the second uh, question that I have is, uh, I want to understand the credibility, right, uh, about the the founders and all. So that's what uh, you know people want to uh, see, right? So so my I mean there are. I can even ask an open-ended question, uh, you know, it's a closed-ended, but let me ask you an open-ended question. So, Amrish, so how are you going to uh, communicate the credibility of the founders of the team who is behind this company? Sure. So, if you think about it, there are, there are three of us who are the founders, and then there are some key, key folks within that. Uh, me, I've essentially run healthcare analytics at PricewaterhouseCoopers for many years. Before that, before running kind of analytics, a billion dollar analytics business, so I have analytics and AI and data I've been doing for the last 25 years. Two of my, but uh, in, in, in different professional services settings, two of my co founders, they are actually serial co founders. They actually sold their first company. Uh, and and they, was, they, were going up, they, were, they were going after a big inflection point when high tech companies were going from SaaS to a, like a license to a, a SaaS model. Uh, so they have actually seen inflection points of industries kind of taking them through. That's essentially what's happening in many industries right now with AI. So they have a lot of a background in both technology and IP and technology sales. Uh, and uh, and then we have uh, deep technology uh, expertise, people like folks from Microsoft uh, and Amazon uh, who are kind of our core technology uh, folks in the mix. So, so our, our core founding team uh, is as both technology and AI a uh, lot of like sales capital, like people who have done large business, run large businesses, have done large companies, enterprise sales, have done smaller, have started companies and like serial co-founders. Uh, and 
deep in healthcare. So that's that's kind of the balance. Okay. So you talked about uh, the prior experience. You talked about uh, that they have done startups. They have w- worked with comp- you know, startups. So that you are giving uh, us, uh, letting us know that hey, you know, it's, it's it's not that the first time out of the blue we're doing it. So you yourself have a lot of data and analytics background, and the co-founders have prior experience. Um, I don't know if you mentioned, does any of your founders, the team members have a healthcare experience? Yeah, I I, I personally have done. Okay. I used to run three of these healthcare business. So you, you come from, so there's a healthcare domain uh, expertise is there on the team and there is a startup experiences there on the team. And uh, so running an organization, especially the AI side, there's a lot of uh, technology expertise on the, on the scene. If, uh, any of you, any of your team or you have actually you know, uh, completely exited a company. Is is just a starting a company yeah. or uh, left it there? Or uh, people have started and then went through the entire exit process? Uh, does the team have that experience? Both my co-founders exited the company. They were the last company they exited. Okay, good. All right. So then the next uh, set of questions that I would like to have is about the funding piece of it. Okay. So this is always, uh, it's a very fascinating topic. So if you yeah. could talk a little bit about uh, how you guys have funded the startup, okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, so typically from our audience, we know we talk about, you know, it starts with uh, fr- uh, friends and family, right? And then goes into some kind of an angel, uh, you know, uh, investors. And then yeah. depending on where they are, it's a seed round all, then other uh, venture capital and all that come. But some of them, you know, may not even have to go extra funding, right? So they might generate enough income that they don't have to go fund. So if you yeah. could talk about your funding journey, where you are at. Yeah, so uh, in a very consciously, we have decided not to kind of proactively go and reach look out for funding right now. So we have decided to put our own money and as well as uh, uh, we have revenue coming in. Uh, we have some few anchor clients uh, that are generating revenue. So between the both of those, that's how we are kind of running the company right now. Okay, so right now we are not going for external funding. So you no. are still doing friends and family, personal uh, funding and all this yeah, stuff. No personal family also. Right now, we are not even in friends' family. It's just like it literally just our money. Okay. Yeah, it's our, our money plus the revenue. And the revenue is a decent cost. Okay. Got it. So, okay, good. Actually, that is uh, um, the what's advised to startups is that if you can, don't yeah. go for external funding. Right? Uh, so, we'll see. We'll see when things arrive and everything. And yeah, for the different, at some, it's not like we don't want to ever take funding. We will probably raise funding at, at an appropriate time when. Do the right scale. If the timing is right, we'll do it. Okay, so that's good. So, um, with respect to, uh, I, I don't know if you can talk, but any of the questions that I'm asking, if you cannot talk, that's fine. Right. Um, so, do you have all the functional people in your team? Are you still in a almost like a you know early stages of a startup where mostly it's a tech team and the management team? Are you have a a biz dev team and sales team and, and that kind of stuff? Or uh, so, talk a little bit about. Um, uh, how you built the team? So, so, so that the three components there. Uh, so, uh, so the three of us. I mean, obviously, we've been around a fair bit, and we have done a fair amount of enterprise sales ourselves. So, we are the sales team right now. The three, the, uh, and we are actually playing uh, a lot of the functional roles. We are kind of dividing and conquering, whether it's kind of in terms of. Uh, Kind of operations part of it, and uh, so the one one of one of us is kind of taking the lead. The other the other person is taking the lead in everything GTM. So we kind of divide up the roles from from that perspective within us. 
Uh, and the broader team also, there's obviously most of our team is much more focused around the technology and, and the platform. Uh, as So that's kind of the... the, 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 the the, the, the uh, now, I want to talk a little bit about the technology behind it. So, you talked about this as being a business copilot, right? Correct. So, we all know Microsoft came up with copilot. There's a GitHub copilot. There are copilots yeah. all over the place, and then coding copilots and all that stuff, right? So, yes. so and so as a result, uh, so my question is that it, it almost seems like a low barrier of entry to being a copilot given. There are lots of LLMs, large language models that are being built uh, in different domains and all, so that are helping with the co-pilot piece of it. So right. what is OXO AI's, you know, do you guys have an intellectual property that right. is very unique, um, that is defendable, that is patent worthy? Uh, uh, so if you caught, if you can talk a little bit about why you think your technology is unique and defendable in the marketplace from other potential competitors? Yeah. So let me let me just first tell you what when we say copilot, what do we mean versus what kind of what we generally see from software companies when they start talking about uh, kind of uh, copilot or the large or Microsofts of the world that you're just talking referring to. Uh, we are thinking about copilot at a role on a functional level, not at a task level. You said coding copilot. There is copilots for writing copyrights. There is copilots for like tasks, right? A nurse, for instance, they, a role like a nurse, they do 15 tasks, right? They call someone, set up an appointment, they kind of check for prior authorization, put together a letter for recommendation. Then they go and kind of uh, talk, talk, tell the patient family what's actually happening. Their role is way there's a lot of tasks there, a lot of activities there. So our copilot is actually at a role level and looking at all the, the what we call the decision flow of that role and thinking about how do I actually make the, the, the tasks within that role in a much more comprehensive way and solve that problem. So number one is our copilot. I mean, when you start talking about copilot, we talk about business copilot, so functional copilots because it's different from task level copilots that, that most copilots are. That's the pocket number one. Bucket number two, so what does that mean? What do you need and what's kind of the core IP aspect of it? There are there are two things that very quickly you'll do. You will, the, the lot of the uh, thing was actually going to be the, the experience and the governance layer, right? Because you know LNMs, okay, there's, there's a hallucination, there's how much you control, what information you, you need to have. But like oh, There's a whole host of things that you need to kind of figure out from a generative AI and LLM side, which I think is one aspect of it. But it's actually way beyond LLM. We actually call it hybrid AI instead of like generative AI or ML AI. It's basically because you need your more traditional ML models plus your generative AI models in one core platform that actually can do the job. Because to do the job, you, 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 there's, there's all kinds of techniques that you'll have to use. So how do you actually bring that thing together? That's the second piece of like kind of our kind of a core technology that we are going after. And the third, I think I just talked about, which is the experience layer, the governance layer, so that you, it's so that the, the, the idea is to make someone's life easier. It's not someone's task easier, someone's life easier end to end at job. So it's kind of an AI companion. So there's an experience level areas that we have built. There are things that we have built in the core technology platform that will bring in the cyber AI concept around it. And obviously, you need a lot of domain knowledge. To do build experience level, you need the, the domain knowledge and the industry knowledge and fair amount of detail to be able to sh share. Those are the three things. Excellent. Actually, that's where I was going to go. So essentially, for your product to be successful, you need to show to your customers, number one is you have the domain knowledge. That means you need to break down the workflow. 
right? So the nurses workflow completely where they're spending time. So that is crucial. And then where the technology can help accelerate, uh, you know, reduce the cost in that workflow, right? So identifying that and then using that as a co-pilot is what uh, you guys need to do to be successful uh, in in this space. That's exactly right. Correct. Okay. And then, uh, so my last question uh, is that, are you guys looking at uh, any patent, uh, patenting any technologies? Is there anything patent worthy here? I, I think there will be there are initial threads I think that we are working on that will be that that will eventually lead to patents right now that I think I told you a little bit about I think that the two areas where I think there's most promise and the specifics I'm kind of avoid but one is this whole notion of this hybrid AI kind of where are you bringing a traditional ML architecture as well as a uh, Gen AI and LLM or Gen AI architecture combined and kind of make it work in a in a cohesion and the second area is going to be this whole governance layer. Uh, and and uh, that that you are going to create to create the right experiences with the right guardrails. Those are the two areas I think where we we are developing some interesting things that could lead to. Excellent, excellent. Hey, Amrish, thank you. I think uh, so. What we will do is today we will end this episode at this sure. uh, stage, but we will definitely revisit because we are Absolutely. documenting the journey of AI startups here, right? Love so. Me. So the, the the great thing today is that now we know what you're going to pitch, and then yeah. how uh, you're going to pitch, and then we'll, when we do the second round, we yes. we would definitely know the results of the pitch itself, and then what you've learned from the pitch, awesome. and then working with these people as well. So that will be uh, very helpful and for the audience here. So with that, you know, a good luck uh, to the, your the pitching competition. Uh, is this the first pitching competition that you're participating in, or you've pitched yeah, somewhere else? Yeah, Carol Operation Way is the first. And it's, it's interesting because it was, it was very healthcare specific, and we wanted to kind of go and do that. It's not because we were trying to raise money. Uh, because most of the pitching competition is because really, I, I we'd rather spend time with the clients. <laughs> excellent, excellent. This is this is going to be awesome. So I'd say good luck to you. So um, it's fantastic. And uh, and we'll revisit uh, later on. Thank you very much, Amrish. Thank you so much, Amrish. Always a pleasure. Well, that was a fascinating pitch from Amresh Tripathi of Oxo AI. I've known Amresh for quite some time. Um, he has, you know, worked in large companies, built you know a lot of business. But uh, this startup journey is uh, interesting uh, for him. So, what did we learn today? So, we learned that they're coming up with a, something called a business co-pilot, and but it's a role-based one. It's going to specific domains, and the first one they are tackling is the healthcare. Okay. They talked about the problems. They talked about in that industry. They talked about the solutions there. Uh, Oxo AI is coming up with, and then they also talked about uh, the benefits of the solutions. And then they talked a little bit about the traction, you know, that they've been making uh, with the company. Okay, so that's what we learned through the pitch. The thing that I did not find, uh, that's what my feedback to Amrish was about, is that uh, the credibility of the team. Like, so we didn't talk much about. You know why a company, uh, why an investor or somebody should believe in them. Like, a, so they should uh, mention that they are very credible team, by the way. So what I found out, it's just that the pitch did not include uh, to talk about you know the credibility. So we as the listeners or the investors, you know, can uh, trust in them. That's one. The second thing uh, that they uh, could have emphasized in the pitch um, was the competitive differentiation, which is how. They believe their technology is, uh, you know, is better than 
other competing technologies from other competitors in the, in the space, right? But again, sometimes what happens is the pitching time is very limited, uh, so about 10 minutes or so, um, and then trying to cram everything into that uh, time may be difficult. But uh, anyway, so we'll see uh, how OXO and Amresh will do um, in a couple of days, actually, in the competition. I'll come back and talk about it. But that's what we have learned. That's how the pitching competitions go. And then sometimes in this during the pitch, they might demo the software. They might run a video of the software. And that also, I think, is included in Amresh's uh, pitch, which he didn't show it to us today, but he planned to do it on the actual pitch. So with that, that's what we've learned about the pitching competitions. If you have any questions, feel free to, you know, uh, go to theaentrepreneurs.com and then let me know. And uh, so if you have not signed up uh, to the newsletter, theaentrepreneurs.com, please go ahead and sign up so you can track the journey uh, along with us, apart from the news that we cover, the tools that we cover, the tutorials and the courses that we have there. So everything is, is in there, okay? So with that, that's a wrap for today. Thank you. And that's a wrap on another insightful episode. But remember, the power lies in applying what you've learned. If you found value in our conversation today, please share it with others who could benefit, subscribe for more, and consider leaving us a review. Visit theaientrepreneurs.com. For more resources, including golden gems of articles, chat GPT prompts, AI tools, tutorials, gifts, and much more. Let's keep pushing the boundaries of what's possible. Until next time.